0: Hi, it's Matt from Money Lab. Welcome back. I took the morning and I went through my last year, 2023 of every single journal entry that I made. I have a practice where every single day at night usually, I write in a journal on my phone and on my computer Using a day one, it's called day one is the name of that journal app. I know Apple has one now, but this one's a lot more, I mean, I pay for it and it's a lot more complex and I can have multiple journals, et cetera, et cetera. And so every night I write in the journal, just normally what I did for the day, you know, business wise. So I actually have a few journals. I have one for brewing beer. I have one for gardening. I have one for just general, I have one for my health and then I have one for business. And every day I have to write in this journal. Now, I don't, I'm not very good at doing it every day. Sometimes I do nothing that day. And so I don't have anything to write. So I skip that day. But any day that I did something, I write in it. Now, sometimes before I was, before I had this whole walking and talking exercise that I'm doing right now and recording this podcast, I used to write my thoughts if I had a day where I was feeling some kind of way or I don't know, had sort of a pick me up or a let me down, I would write in the journal a little bit more. And as I went back through 2023, I found a few journal entries that were all kind of along the same lines. And I wanted to share those with you because all of them are about how do I increase the revenue on, in, at Swim University. And I, this past year, I, I wrestled with a lot of things. One, I wrestled with, you know, I had Money Lab, I had Brew Cabin, I had Swim University. I was helping a distillery down the street. I started helping a brewery with marketing. I was, I was giving my time to a lot of different things. And it took probably until about August, and maybe even all the way until November, for me to finally decide, I can only do swimming University. I I'm only, am I'm only, I only have the capacity to do that. I also turned forty in August of twenty twenty three, and it made me think a lot about what do I want the latter half of my life? I call it the downslope, <laughs> but the back half, the back nine, if you will, whatever you want to call it. But I am like, hey, I, I, you know, spent my and 20s and 30s, building a business. I am here where I am now. How do I build something sustainable? But last year I was like, how do I 10X this shit? And so I'm going to read to you my ideas that I had for 10Xing my business and doubling or tripling my business or how I could earn. I always said I use the word 10X a lot. So uh, I might have been watching something where... I heard that a lot. Again, I mean, I'm easily persuaded. So (sighs) now I'm gonna read to you those things, those ideas, and then I wanna reflect and tell you what what pieces I believe are true and are are good ideas and which ones that I now, not, not that many months later, believe are a little misguided. And I wanna say, before I get into these, this is for my business. This is for me and the type of business that I wanna run, which is a very relaxed lifestyle business. I am not trying to have a building with employees that I have to manage and worry about their t- paid time off and, and, and health insurance, no. I don't want any of that stuff. I just want, I want, and this is what I want it then too. So these, are all, all, these all fit in line with my ultimate goal, which is I want to run a three- to four-person company, all family-related, all family members. That's not, a, that's not a criteria, but I like that I keep the money within the family. And I want the business to make our family money that we can feel safe and protect it. And we're not, you know, our family... As it, as it stands right now, is not going to grow, and there is no one to pass down any of this to. So really, it's very short term. So, so, so even the idea of 10xing is insane, because we don't really need 10x. 1x would be fine, 2x, I guess, whatever. So here it is. Here are my ideas on how we can 10X our revenue in one year, by the way, I said. One is we can increase our prices. So raise the prices on our products, our courses specifically. Two, we can build a luxury product, an upsell that's way more expensive than our course. We could increase reorders So, you know, just sending more emails getting people to rebuy things that we sold them before. And we could get higher quality leads, leads, sorry. So I said give something valuable away for free, like a physical product that will hold more value to the lead than a digital product. Okay. Interesting. Then I wrote more. This is a different day, by the way. I wrote these are all these all go backwards. So That was the most recent thing that I wrote. This is before. I said, to scale revenue, we need to do a lot more of what works and increase the LTV or lifetime value of each customer with high leverage deliverables. We could, one, increase the prices of our courses, yeah. Two, offer tiers to increase conversions. May increase LTV if it encourages more people to buy higher price courses, perhaps. 3 create a new higher price product yep already said that 4 encourage more upsells said that and finally 5 sell more via affiliate links in email for products we can't offer the problem is that we can't we can't track this so yeah interesting and then finally the the this one was i think back all the way in January of 2023, so almost a full year ago. If I was forced to grow SwimU to a $5 million a year business without creating any new products, it means that I would need to earn $15,000 a day, which is about a 10X. (laughs) And I have four ways of doing it. One, more content to bring in more traffic. Two, more emails to sell. Three, raise prices. And four, more paid advertising. Okay, interesting, Matt of the past. Let's revisit this. And let's start at the top. Increase prices. So this is something I kept hearing. I, I hear it all the time, by the way. I hear it all the fucking time. And it kind of gets me. I, I hear it, I understand it, I'm open to it, but it still pisses me off. Because, yeah, I could raise my prices. And I tried. And I find that every time I raise my prices, I sell less. So I feel like I've found my sweet spot for my industry, for my business. Right where we're supposed to be. And again, I've been in this industry for, since I was 13. So that's, we're talking almost 30 years. Fuck. That is, (laughs) that is a realization, yeah. It just says you're old. Wow. Uh, Wow. So when I'm 43, I will have, which is, Three years from now, I will have been in the pool industry for 30 years. There are are men who are in their 60s who who can't say that. And they give me the most shit on the internet. They're like, I know more than you. Okay. I had a guy once, (laughs) this is a rant. I had a guy once tell me, I forgot more about pools than you'll ever know. And I said, how long have you been in the industry? I've been in the industry for 22 years. I said, that's cute. (laughs) You know, Jack shit. It's fun. It's fun to be, (laughs) it's fun to be young and experienced. In fact, (laughs) it, it, it takes me back to a story when I, I applied for a job at a pool company, this bigger pool company down the street, and I was 16. And I got the job on the spot because they're like, you're the only, wait a minute. So one, I got the job on the spot, and two, I was the youngest employee they ever hired in the history of the company. They've been around since the 50s. And they're saying, no no 16-year-old has ever walked in our door and had prior experience, had three years of experience so I came in day one knowing exactly how to, what to do. That's funny. <laughs> it's like I've always, this is what I've always done. Anyway, so increasing prices, I tried. It doesn't feel right. But what does feel right is increasing our product line. Now I've heard the opposite. I've heard, hey, get, have one product, make it really, really good, increase the price, get more high quality leads. Etc. I get it, and there are there are certainly ways that I could do that in my industry, but it's not within my skill set. So, for example, yes, I could, you know, you know, if, if we're talking about my industry, I could build in-ground pools. So we're talking about a very high-ticket price, and you know, that's one way to do it. But then I would be very good at just building in-ground pools. In my case, the the rethought of this strategy is not increasing the pricing but increasing the offers, having more offers that are wider within the industry and are more segmented. And the reason – I have another episode I'm going to do about this, uh, about physical products and my – I'll call it my failure – and what I learned from selling physical products and the takeaways from that. But ultimately, yeah, having, having more products to cover more needs that are all very good, it is, it's essentially like one product for us. It's one type of product amongst several different disciplines. So to me, it's not about increasing pricing, it's about increasing offers and having bundles. So it's. Yes, we're, in, we're technically increasing, we're not increasing the price per product, we're increasing the LTV or the AOV for each person, for each customer. So same, but it, with a different approach. Secondly, a, a di- a offer a luxury product. This is something that we, I have an idea for a luxury product and it's more in the consulting range of things where it's like a one-on-one type of thing. And the reason I'm hesitant to do that is because it requires me to hire staff. And that is not one of my goals. And yes, I could do it myself, but then it would take me away from, you know, things that I think we could scale. And I think the luxury thing is not scalable. So that is certainly something I'm willing to try, but I don't think I'm gonna need to do it. And I think not, you know, and if I do a luxury product, it probably won't be for the audience that we currently have. It'll be for a new audience, like a subset of this audience. So we'll see, but I'm, I'm interested in that idea, but not in the term of, not using the term luxury, just using the term, it's, it, would, it would serve service a different audience that would value what we offer currently more and yeah so I'll leave it at that but yeah at this point no we're not going to offer a luxury product to our current customers but again offer more products which again is like if you bundle all together you know you're increasing the thing you're increasing your AOV LTV things like that more reorders better educational emails and discounts for buying again Hundred percent. This is a good idea. Now, it requires you to have products that you can sell again. So in our case, we sell courses and books. Once you buy those, you own them for life. There is no subscription model. And we pride ourselves, and in fact, it's baked into our sales pitch, that we are a non-subscription company because there is a lot of subscription fatigue. That said... We have plans for other products that may have a small, very, very light, very inexpensive subscription. And that's mainly because of the type of product that we kind of need that ongoing recurring payment for it to sustain itself. But ultimately, yeah, it's more about having more offers that, that are geared to the same person. So in our case, like... For, let's give you an example. Is, um, and I've, I've talked about this on other shows where we have a pool course, which is a fla- our flagship course. It is about pool care. But if you have a saltwater pool, we, ha- we could create a saltwater addendum course that has more lessons to kind of you know, round out that education package for you. right? Because you have a special type of pool. And same with hot tubs. If you had a swim spa, you deal with it slightly differently. And so therefore, like, we would add these products and round out the education. And then it's sort of a choose-your-own-adventure. Whether you want to buy it or not, you don't have to. You can just buy the flagship course cheap as possible. You know, learn what you need to learn and move on. But if you want all the different pieces, then you can kind of build your own education package. So I think that that's – and then creating better email flows to – remind people that these products exist if they haven't bought them yet and, and continue to upsell people and you know, without bombarding them with whatever. Now, the other thing, I wanna scroll down to the bottom here where I said uh, sell more via affiliate links. So that's something that I have been, I have not done very well. I do it on the website well, but I don't do it in email because in email, You can't add Amazon links, but I do have other affiliate programs I could experiment with. And so I think there is more room to do that, which would increase our total revenue, but we wouldn't be able to track it AOV style, LTV style, but we could say, Hey, we make more money because we're sending people to these affiliate links. So I think that we could do a better job at that for sure. All right. And then I said, higher quality leads. Uh, For this, actually, I think this is a bad idea because I say give away physical products instead of like right now we have a lead magnet that's a digital product. And I'm saying, oh, let's give away a physical product. Um, I just don't think that that's going to work for our industry. And I think it's way too much effort and way too much money. And what we need is not a higher quality lead. We just need those leads to own pools and hot tubs. That's it. So as long as we can get those, we're fine. So I disagree with that. And I would not even add it to my list of things to do this year. It's just, it is get leads for sure. That is our main goal, but it is not higher quality. There's no, I don't know what higher quality means. The only thing I could say is like, it would be a completely different type of lead. Like we could attract people who own pool companies or people who haven't bought pools yet. And they could t- and we could probably make more money off of those two people if we offered things for those people, but we don't. So that would be a different type of lead, not a higher quality of one, if that makes sense. All right? So again, increased prices of the courses, no. Offer tiers, no. I think tiers, tiered pricing is... Th- again, I hear this constantly, and I go, in what fucking world... Does this really make sense? It really only makes sense online. Because when have you gone to the store and bought, like, and saw three-tiered pricing? You probably only see that at, like, I mean, you can, you can make the argument that, like, small, medium, large, that's tiered pricing, right? And then you have, and, and the psychology behind that is, you know, you, 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 you place the middle number where you want you know, closer to the number that you want them to buy, whatever it is, so that you get deals. That, I get that. But when it comes to like online courses, I feel like adding an option, adding more options, actually just leads to to, uh, decision fatigue, especially for my audience. And again, a lot of these are for my audience specifically. They're older people. They're not like younger people. Now, as the younger people come up, sure. I think you can do two options, once you get to three, it starts to get a little bit weird. So I've tried it, and I've lost sales because of it. What I'd rather do is not offer tiered pricing, but instead offer, have one really solid offer, meaning you have one decision to make, not three. One decision to make, it's a very easy decision. It's, you're, it, you can think of it like, okay, I, it's, I've gotten you to exchange something for something. Now that you're in the ecosystem, it's a lot easier for me to offer you more things. And if I deliver really well in that first promise and I do it at such a great offer, such a great deal, then you're more likely to buy more things. So it's not tiered pricing to start, which I believe leads to decision fatigue in my business but rather make it so fucking obvious and make it so simple and so good that they go, oh, yeah, I'll buy that. Duh, easy. Oh my God, this thing's great. And then I get an email or or uh, they get, they're on YouTube or whatever. They see another offer from us and it's like, hell yeah, I want that too. Hell yeah, I want that. And they just keep saying, hell yeah, I want that. And then you make way more money because... You're not trying to get them on the first go. You got them on the first go. I'd rather have more customers than more higher paying customers. Because the more customers that I have, the more likely I can get them to buy more things later in the pipeline and increase my LTV. That's just the way I see it. And obviously there's more than one way to do it. But that makes sense for my business. And it feels a lot nicer than to go, we have this product, you get this shitty version for, you know, 50 bucks. You get this middle tiered kind of shitty version for a hundred bucks. Or you get the complete total pack, the best thing we have to offer for 125 bucks. And it's like, well, that seems like a great deal, doesn't it? And it's like, well, you probably just should have offered that in the first place (laughs) and gave them less of of a decision. But Again, and the only reason I I shit on this is because I've tried it multiple times. It has never worked for me. So I'm gonna stick to what works for me. Okay. Um, Then finally, we have more content to bring in more traffic. Yes, Matt, of of the past. That's what you said in January of 2023. That is what you're doing now. You did it. Took you a full year but you're finally doing it. Yeah, that's the thing I would fly back in the time machine to tell myself in 2004, 2006, 2008, 2010, 2012, 2014, 2016. I would just keep telling myself that. Keep making content. Scale that. That's what you scale. That's what you're good at. That's that's what you do. Stop trying to do other shit. Got it. Number two, more emails to sell. Yeah, that's more content. That's all that means. Saying the same thing twice. But for me, content is make YouTube videos, make shorts now, post stuff on on all the social networks consistently, write articles every week, send emails every week. Number three, raise prices. I would replace that with Create more offers, and then number four, more paid advertising. Now that's an interesting one because I, I said that way back, and I didn't say that in any other area. But ultimately, that just means the same thing as number one, which is bring in more traffic. That's the goal. So there are there are ways to, to that goal. That that was let me let me think. I want to th- I'm going to go back. Again, I was, man, what was this? Uh, uh, yeah, so the story goes, I was in this, what do you, uh, I, I wanna say like a, like a course group or like a forum called the Keyword Academy. And my goal, when I first started Swim University, the website my goal was very simple. It was traffic. That was it. And the reason that it was traffic is because the only way I was making money back then was through AdSense, you know, and that was putting ads on my site. That's it. I also had affiliates, but that came maybe a year or two later. But that, those were the two ways I was making money. And both of those ways, the only real good way that I could, at the time, was just get more traffic. And so I joined this community, that's it, community, called Keyword Academy, and they taught me a bunch of black hat SEO that I did and I was very good at, and I followed the rules. And then Penguin came out or whatever in 2008, and my all my all I got kicked in the nuts, all my sites, all my pages just dropped, and I lost that traffic. So I was starting to make some money, not enough to you know quit my job or anything, but... Some money, and then it all disappeared. And so I went, crap. <laughs> so I thought, I gotta, I gotta, I still have the same goal, which is traffic. So I found this website called Think Traffic. Now, I don't know, this is, and this, by the way, when I found Think Traffic, that's when my class began. So I've mentioned this in other episodes where. I've seen this cyclical pattern of people coming up in the digital entrepreneur media space. And I'm not talking creators. I'm talking like the blogger, the blogosphere, if you will. Remember that term. And so I believe that my class started in 2008, even though I technically started in 2006. I did two years of black hat SEO and I got the shit kicked out of me and then I went, okay, okay. Now we're doing 2008. Now I'm starting. (laughs) And I'm still working a full-time job. But I found this site called Think Traffic. It was run by a guy named Corbett Barr. If you're familiar with Corbett, he used to write about building traffic to a website and really didn't talk about SEO at all. I also found Pat Flynn at the exact same time. In fact, I found Corbett through Pat Flynn's podcast, and I used to listen to Pat Flynn's podcast on my elliptical machine. That's when I would listen to him in my office in the condo that I that I owned when I was building Swim University at night after I'd have a full day at work at the pool company, and then I would come home and I would work on Swim University. And yeah, that's that's what I would do. So I found uh Corbett bar through Pat Flynn's podcast Smart Passive Income and I went this guy's saying everything I believe about SEO. He's speaking my language, which was it's not about SEO. It's about it's not about tricking Google and getting these tons of these shitty backlinks. It's about writing content For the reader, for the person, you're trying to educate them, and then you will be rewarded via SEO if you do that thing. And I went, that's, that feels better. That feels more correct. And so I immediately signed up for his website, Think Traffic. I think it was thinktraffic.net. And I signed up for it, and he had his toolkit, and I devoured that shit. The lead magnet was videos. It was well-made well, well made videos. You know, good camera, bokeh. And I went, oh, this is, this is so It's so refreshing. And I, he later changed it to Fizzle. So if you're familiar with what Fizzle was, it used to be called Think Trap. And what I loved is that it spoke to me because... My only goal in life was traffic. That was it. I was like singular focused. Traffic, traffic, traffic. Nothing else mattered. I wasn't collecting emails. I was just trying to get traffic because traffic, the more traffic I got, the more money I made. It was that simple. Af- since then, since I, so, so, so what happened was I created and I decided, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write an article and I'm going to really try to make an article that is not just a bunch of words smushed together to you know, feed the algorithm or feed the Google gods. I was going to write it for a human being, which sounds insane that I even had that thought, but that's exactly... I was learning something. I was learning a trick and then they're like, no, you never really understood the fundamentals. You learned the trick first, but not the reason to do the trick. So I did that. And I remember the article. It was about algae. And it was long. And this is before, you know, this was before the time I was like, you have to have 2,500 words and it has to be this. And it has, it's like, no, I just wrote this helpful article. And I immediately ranked number one for it. Like it just I was like, oh, oh. Light bulb. Like just do the just do it well. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. And I did. And yeah, that's I talked about it on another episode about like, yeah, I might not be special, but I can do that with ease. Because I just have those skill sets. And I did it. And I went, oh, oh, I can do that again. Did it again, did it again. That's how I built some University. I just wrote good articles. <laughs> now, no. If I went back and read that today, I'd be like, oh my God, it's terrible. <laughs> like grammar was probably awful. But helped a lot of people. So I would, so yeah, that. I have lost sight of that. I've always thought, yeah, we need traffic. We absolutely need traffic. But I never, never went back and thought, no, you don't understand. That's the lifeblood of our company. Without it, we're nothing. We have nothing. Traffic comes in many forms now. But ultimately, that's it. And that's the old word. The new word is attention because again, comes in many forms. Traffic refers specifically to visitors on a website. Attention is everybody. It's traffic to a website. It's viewers on a YouTube video. It's followers on Instagram. Attention is the word. That is the singular goal. More content brings in more attention. More emails, more attention. More paid advertising, that's just more attention. That is the lifeblood of some university. We are a media company. Attention is the currency, that is it. So, if that is it, and maybe that's in a whole episode, (laughs) it's just... It's just on this concept alone. But what 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 would I change or what would I do if I needed to get more attention? Well, I'd write more articles, I'd send more emails, I'd create more YouTube videos, I'd run more paid advertising. I do long I do short, you know, short form vertical videos for YouTube or for Instagram and all the other social platforms, I'd post our articles on those platforms. I would just keep creating new content, promoting old content and just keep everyone's attention and just collect as much attention as humanly possible because with attention it actually doesn't even matter how bad my my landing pages are for my products, how ch- cheap they are, whatever. I can just make more money. That's it. Because my website has affiliate links. We have our products. And the more attention I can bring to those, the more people are just going to buy them. And here's the thing. If I raise my prices and I get more attention, I might make more money, but I'd have less customers, which means I'd have less attention. So the lower the prices, the more customers. And so it's not about That's not the part, that's not the area to, that's not the knob to turn for me. It's not just raising prices. Oh, prices raise, great. Now I've done that and it has worked, but I'm at the cap. So I'm not, I don't think I can go any higher. And I don't really want to go any higher. I'd rather create more content and get more attention and scale that side of the business because that side of the business brings in all sorts of other stuff. The more attention we have, the more affiliate opportunities we can get, the more money we can make with affiliates, which we don't really do that well now, but we could. The more products, the more those people who buy our products can tell other people about those products, the more attention we get, it's just this awesome cycle of attention, attention, attention. It's why Mr. Beast can sell fucking candy bars and be a billionaire because he, he got the most valuable asset, which is attention. It is also a very vulnerable asset because you could very easily lose that attention. One, you could do something stupid, or two, you could just stop producing content. And so, yeah. When I think about I could always improve the product like a SaaS company does and always improve and always create content. That's two hamster wheels. I'd rather just have one hamster wheel, buy, you know, build one, sell forever, improve the product, you know, consistently long-term but not crazy, and then just keep p- producing content. That's it. So, yes. Past that, that's correct. You did it. You did it. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. So that's the plan. Um, Close, but it's always good to have reminders of those plans and have thoughts about those from time to time. Keep you on track. Hope that was helpful. If you have any questions, email me matt at moneylab.co. Bye.